take a seat on the nearest baseball bleachers. Buy yourself a watered-down $10 beer, and once you are ready, let's go on a voyage! slow on the triangle. It's easily lost, misplaced, hijacked, and counterfeited. But still, people use it, mostly just because there's no better way to talk. Mail is usually carried by water elementals over the ocean, employed for one-off courier jobs or letters, but there's no official post system, so people tend to always write five copies of a letter if they really care about it arriving. Air elementals are too flighty, too often lose the postage. Water elementals always have a chance to capture or death by pirates or deep-sea monsters or bad storms. That's only an issue if the water-repelling charms haven't worn off the postage yet. But people still send letters. The fools at Modotter Harbor sent letters on the day they were dying to the people that would be dead before the postage even arrived. The gnomes sent letters as soon as their leader was captured, and a flurry of others when he was not returned. The prison at the end of the world sent hundreds of letters a week, and it was through letters that you could book your vacation of a lifetime at the B&B at the end of the world. The Sea Watch would sometimes take letters with them. As the only cross-triangular organization, they were most likely to get your letter somewhere. But they often were expensive, and the Watch had other, more important duties. And obviously, no weather mage would stoop to carrying package in their balloons. So mail was always flighty. But by elemental, or watchman, hand, or wing, or sail, that such a collection of mismatched postage is what arrived at Windsor Veristinia's summer home this sunlit morning, and is what each of our heroes woke up to in their superbly comfortable rooms. It was going to be a superbly comfortable day. I am Ben Schiffler, and I am your Dungeon Master. Y'all are in your rooms, waking up. After maybe one of the best nights of sleep in a long time. Definitely since before the prison. The beds are very, very comfortable, and the rooms themselves are um, well-temperature-controlled. And whenever you do wake up, you wake up to find uh, a stack of neatly set letters on whatever table or desk or, I don't know, chest that's in the room that you picked. Wait, we all wake up to letters? You all wake up to letters. I got a letter, too. You got, you, a got a letter, too. Oh. you got a letter, too. You got a letter. You, Virgil, even got... Everybody uh, gets got a letter. Oh, my God. Okay, who wants to go first? I'd love to go first. What, what, All right, what Ishmael, are my letters? up in your princess room, on your, on your desk, you have a stack of... Uh, there's one stack that is around, like, 20 different letters. What? Um, and another one that seems to be quite different. The first note that's on the stack uh, you can see is uh, signed by 
Mr. Whiskerboy, your flaming cat friend from the banks who is currently working uh, per your team's request uh, to go keep an eye on last week. Yeah, um, I read it. Uh, it says hello and says that, uh, despite many, many attempts on Mr. Whiskerboy's life, uh, he is totally fine as is last week. Uh, and there's a little fire print, um, that says the aunt Becky is there too, uh, and is doing quite well. Um, they, uh, have made it to fear Gubbler Island and Mr. Whiskerboy says that they are safe for the moment, though it seems like they will be moving east quite soon. Uh, but just a, a brief letter of checking in saying, that they are A-OK for the moment. Nice. After I read it, I rip it in half. What's the next one say? <laughs> the next 20 are all of the same creed. Uh-huh. Uh, some of them are nice. Some of them are not. But all of them are letters from your class at university. Ah. Students whose names you never even knew uh, are s- sent. Maybe it was a class assignment or maybe... <laughs> No, as you're reading through them, you can see that most of them all refer to one of your co-students of your year, Jasmine Peabody, um, who is definitely like the preppiest head of the class, uh-huh. who clearly didn't know your name until you left, um, and took it upon herself uh, to make sure that lots of letters arrived to you while you were in prison. You don't get the impression that she actually knows anything about you, um, but several of the other class members all make it very clear that they're willing to state their opinions about you, your person, whether or not you should have stolen the thing. There's a couple of people like, fucking nice, way to go. Fuck the patriarchy. Um, And then there's many others that are like, what you did was very wrong, and I think you should feel very ashamed for it. Uh, And then some of them are walking a middle line, like, why did they write this? Like, (laughs) I don't know if you should be in prison or not. My name's Derek. (laughs) Uh, so that's a letter gotcha. that you get. Are they, do they tend to be pretty short or are they like pages? Like how, how long uh, do I spend Jasmine's reading is definitely the longest. Okay. Uh, I'd say you could, you could spend a couple hours going through Shit. all of these in the morning or you could skim it and it'd probably take you around 45 yeah, minutes. Yeah, I skim it. So like when I read through these, um, I kind of feel the best about myself than I've felt in my entire life right now after what I did yesterday. So I read through these letters and I just start laughing. And with e- each one that I read, I rip it in half and add it to the pile on the floor. Uh, nice. Jasmine's is the longest, though. Is, is there anything notable about hers? It, the only thing notable, and maybe with the fact that you now are so far away from that situation, doesn't even feel like it has bearing over you anymore. But clearly she has some weird obsession with making sure these letters got to you not like in a way that she's casting a magic spell or curse on you but clearly you can tell that she's uh uh going through something on her own end and her trying to get everyone to send you these letters was her projection of trying to like fix something in her life by making sure everyone got you these letters i rip hers up multiple times uh uh-huh yeah (laughs) seems worth it yeah um i'm ishmael overcast i'm a elf sorcerer i'm played by emma all right. Let's go next. What's my letter situation? All right. Flexen. Uh, yeah, you have a, a stack of letters on your desk, too, including a pretty large package. Are they all in bottles? Uh, <laughs> unfortunately, no, they're not. Uh, they are in uh, just brown paper envelopes. Are there any bottles around? There's some bottles. I stuff each one into a bottle. How many letters do I have? Is it just one? 
Uh, no, you have a stack. You've got probably like 15 to 30 oh. different letters, I, all I, in different sizes, stuff, written by different folks. I stuff one of them into a bottle, and then I break the nice. bottle and take the letter out. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, nice. And then I read uh, it. As you take the letter out, uh, make me a con save. Uh, let me get some dice app going here. I like that your bedroom is just like igniting all sorts of childhood glee in you. Yep, I rolled a 10. A 10. Nice. Uh, you begin coughing as you take <laughs> 13 points of damage uh, as you feel the uh, poison going in through your nose. I thought Very it was bad. an empty bottle. <laughs> uh, and uh, uh, make me a perception check as well. I rolled a 23. Nice. You hear ticking from the box on your desk. <laughs> oh, there's a box on my desk. I uh I I pushed the box out the window. <laughs> All right, as you shove the box out the window, it lands in the pool outside. Uh and with a hearty uh the pool erupts all over the uh nearby garden. <laughs> all right, I and house. Uh, done with my own shenanigans, I start very carefully opening the rest of these letters. <laughs> You keep opening them? Yeah. <laughs> Make me another con well, save, you foolish fool. <laughs> I get this a 16. So uh, a 16. All right. Uh, you immediately take four damage. Oh uh, and uh, uh, you begin losing your vision. Oh. Um, uh, your I've, eyes swim and your head gets very swirly. I stumble over to the fireplace and toss the rest in. Uh, I don't think it's burning right now, but it might be later. Uh, you uh, you attempt to shove them into the fireplace, but your head is so swirly, it's hard to even take a step. Oh. Well, I guess I pass out on the floor then. <laughs> Wouldn't be the first time. Awesome. Uh, I'm Flax and Roan. I'm played by Nick, and I'm a half-orc rogue. Excellent. Uh, next up, who wants to go? I'll go. Um. Yeah, I opened these letters. What you got for me? All right, you have uh, what looks like one package. Um, and it looks like it's sealed with nice colored tape. As you open it up, you can see that there is a, a, a couple packages of what looks like uh, like hardtack from the Navy. And you can immediately see from the seal on the box that it looks like it's from a few folks that you knew back in the Navy. Not like your good friends, as it were, those being like last week and your unrequited crush, um, but from like the rest of your crew and your captain and folks that you'd spent some time with. Um, and it seems like uh, uh, the captain had put this together as a bit of a, uh, you know, uh, like like a like an arms, an alms or something, something to try and like pacify their guilt. Um the uh the the letters inside say that uh frankly they had no idea you would be sent all the way to the prison at the end of the world um for uh your terrorist actions um but th at at the very least they uh give you a a handful of packages of cookies um and a, a little stipend so you can get whatever you need it says in quotes uh, uh from prison <laughs> i like this prison money <laughs> how much do i get uh huh you get 150 gold pieces. Oh, shit, that's not a little. It is baked into a cake, though, so you'll need to eat the cake to get it all out. All right. Awesome. I just kind of look at it just a little bit stunned. I thought all my uh, my crew members and anyone who I knew back at the Navy all hated my guts because I did some As you look through shit. it, it's possible 
it's possible that it's not a hundred percent for you. In fact, it's possible that they it's not even 50% for you. It's possible that most of it is for last week. Um, it's possible that everyone really is really bummed that last week isn't around anymore and they liked last week a lot more. And so this is kind of uh, uh, their way of making up for not having last week around. <laughs> I I think, yeah, so like, as I said, I, I at first I'm really like uh, shocked at this, but as I'm digging through the box, I find like a really hefty package of bird seed. And then I flip over the box onto the cover and look at the note, and it's like, oh, this is for last week. <laughs> I mean, I'm keeping it, keeping the money. A bird can't do anything with money, so it's mine. Yeah, you got money, cookies, and a bird seed. What more do you need? Yeah, exactly. I, I pocket all of these. My name is Rowan Ridley. I'm a human bard, and I play by Shing. All right, let's go next. I'll go. All right, Virgil, you have two, you have a, 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 a beautiful looking letter that looks to be hand calligraphied uh, on top of uh, what looks like a, one of those orange packages with like the bubble wrap inside. So that one's bigger? Yep. I open that one first. All right. Uh, inside, uh, it looks like it is uh, a handful of small vials or uh, uh, bottles. Uh, and after looking at the attached pamphlet, you see it as a, a bunch of cosmetic samples. Uh, it's There's some skincare lotion, some shampoo, uh, there's some conditioner, there's some aloe, um, as well as a note from your uh, aunt. Or someone who you used to call Aunt back home, uh, who's asking if uh, you would like to start selling cosmetic samples uh, for her, since she gets 10% of all sales that you make uh, if you sell cosmetic samples through her service. Uh, pyramid scheme? Yes. <laughs> yes. My Aunt, the Avon lady. Uh, interesting. I smell one of the scented bottles it smells like low quality perfume i uh i spray some under each armpit and uh, table the matter for a later time (laughs) (laughs) uh the other package uh is a is the well calligraphied letter interesting do i recognize the calligraphy uh you you might make me a history check Abraham Lincoln wrote it. <laughs> Eleven. Yes, you do. You do. It's from the uh, the woman that worked at your local library back home. Oh, on the Archipelago de Flamingo Library branch. That's the one. Uh, I must. Oh, I must have forgotten to return a book. I assume. You assume correct. Uh oh. Inside, uh, there are some pretty nasty messages about your personal character, and uh, uh, there's honestly some pretty direct attacks saying that um, you should have ended up in prison, uh, and you always were the worst of us here in the Archipelago de Flamingo. Uh, And then at the end, it does say, but you do need to return your copy of, uh, you know... What's a what's a book like Ranching One Hundred and One uh, Mana Tea or Mana Two? Ah, <laughs> uh, that book. <laughs> well, they don't make a very compelling argument for me to return there to pay. F- they want me to pay for it. <laughs> they don't. Or- yeah, they. they uh, it seems like your fees at this point have racked up to. 
104 gold pieces. <laughs> uh, I tear it into three pieces. And that you do. Uh, the helpful fire salamander in the uh, campfire. Wait, which room are you staying in? Last we saw you were kicked out of your room. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm in... Uh, I found another room, and I ordered a servant to fill it with sand to make it feel like I was at the beach. What? What? <laughs> they they did it with a smile on their face and a song in their heart, uh, knowing they'd have to clean it up after you left. It's a dream I always had when I was a kid, you know, make it seem like uh, my room was the beach. <laughs> nice. Huh. Well, it's definitely like the beach, for sure. Uh, there's a couple seashells there added for flair and a little bucket with a shovel. <laughs> All right, so my aunt wants me to sell her shitty makeup, and I owe the <laughs> library a hundred gold pieces or something. You you might have the worst mail. I've I've received worse <laughs> letters, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. His didn't try to poison him. I'm I'm Virgil Badwater, and I'm played by Jake. Avalyn, on your table sits a single note. And before you even open it, you know what is inside, because it is most clearly a court order. In fact, a court summons. Wait, that's uh, it? It was addressed several weeks ago, and it was sent to the prison. It's uh, it's an official message saying that your point of trial has been moved to the Windsor Veristinia's estate. Uh, so it's it's old news, but the reminder is what uh, hits about it. The date is tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Tomorrow afternoon. And no one else has sent me mail. Nope. Oh. Well, it's okay. I, I, I could do without the poison and the bombs and everything. So, uh, yeah, sitting on the bed reading this singular note, I am Avalyn Veristinia, the elven barbarian voiced by Connor. As you guys are finishing up reading your mail, a single last letter pops through um, a chute at the top of each of your uh, rooms and falls down to the desk. Uh, And each of these letters are all written by the same hand, and each of them has a lovely personal message to you, thanking you deeply and from the bottom of his heart, from Detective Doozy. Tudor Flute signs it as well, but uh, Doozy in particular is the only one who would take the time to actually write handwritten letters to each of you, calling out all of your own personal best qualities by name. And Doozy also does say that they have safely arrived at the Western Watchtower. Uh, They have put up all of the arms, so they hope to catch Mondo Stones as soon as he makes it to the Western Watchtower. And they're also planning to hold and interrogate Unglian as well. Doozy seems quite positive and is excited to uh, hopefully see you soon when you come east uh, and have to pass by the Watchtower uh, and its long line of defense from the north to the south end of the Triangle. Cool. So you have the day ahead of you. You have a full day um, to explore the grounds. There's a a baseball game going on in the afternoon. Uh, Of course, the the pools for swimming and the beaches and there's tide pools out nearby forests. Can we all uh, meet up? After we read our letters, like, can, is there like a central foyer to the kids' castle or something? And we all can like touch base or is that a thing? Absolutely. Yeah, there's like a, a kitchen and it's like a, a really cozy nestled kitchen cool. um, where there's a, a breakfast already laid out. 
but there's a, a good central table for meeting up and conversing. And when you get there, there's probably um, other folks already there who have come down um, for breakfast. Yeah, cool. All right. I just like a chance for all of us to maybe talk about what we're planning on doing today. Yes. Yeah, yes. Let's talk it up. Last, of course, to arrive is Flaxen, um, who uh, you can see's face is covered in white powder uh, and uh, uh, looks more than a little poisoned. Flaxen, you look like you could use a little mascara. Let me help you out over here. Just come have a seat next to your Captain Virgil. I'm like, <laughs> what are you been doing right? like drugs? Let me fix mascara? you right up. Mascara? Yeah, Ooh, no, I it's not just this. for lady folk. Come on. Let's see. Just gonna wipe this ash off your face. Uh, you know, just pluck a couple of your eyebrows. And now I've got this beautiful product for you. Wait, a couple of eyebrows is all of the eyebrows. <laughs> yeah, that's both my eyebrows. Now, if you want to just buy this uh, bottle of perfume for four easy payments of twelve twenty-four, I'll. Uh, Look, I, I think I'm fine. No, no, trust me. No, you're I, gonna. This is gonna change your love life for the better. I change flax. Change love life, huh? Yep. It. You thought it was good. It's about to get gooder. Ooh, flaxen. Flaxen has a love uh, life. What do you say? Here, have a free sample. Uh, of what? Uh, mm, shampoo. <laughs> 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 that doesn't. That sounds kind of disgusting. I have to say. I, there is a, there's a clearly like a little hyphen between the sham and the poo. I don't know what you're supposed to do with it. <laughs> well, it doesn't. After saying seem change your love life for the better, rhythm gives you a look like how how much is it <laughs> for you? Uh, you know, it's a sample. You can have it. <laughs> I, I, I look at Rhythm then, and Thank I say, you. ooh, does Rhythm have a love life? Shut up, Shut she up. says. <laughs> Who does she look at when she says that? Uh, she looks at the wall uh, <laughs> and, and okay, looks uh, embarrassed. But it seems pretty clear that it's someone in the room. I'll sell you some lipstick, too, but uh, I won't give you any lip. Captain, why are you trying to sell things to your, well, frankly, employees? Are we your well, employees? Yeah. Did no, you man, read a book about read. selling things? Because I read a book about pirates, and then somebody sent me poison in a bottle. What? Well, I just <laughs> who's sending like everyone's poison? got a side hustle these days. Oh, I got a letter from... <laughs> everyone's got a side hustle. Flaxen's getting poisoned. <laughs> Virgil's selling cosmetics. I got, I got a letter from Mr. Whiskerboy. He's on Mondo Stones' boat, and he said in his letter that he and Becky and last week are all okay. Oh, thank goodness. That's Man, it, Man, did right? everyone get interesting mail? Be still, my heart. I just got this uh, stupid court order. I'll trade you. <laughs> and I already know minute. about the court thing. Yeah, I don't want your, the, I don't want the poison. Thank you very much. Also, what happened to the pool? Uh. <laughs> yeah, you can all look out the window and see that the pool is entirely devoid of water. <laughs> huh. That's weird. Yeah, I don't know how it got like that. <laughs> huh. um, I'm glad they're safe. I, um, I thought that Mr. Whiskers would have totally ditched uh, after we lost sight of them, but uh, did the letters say at all where they currently were? Mondo Stones and... Yeah, whatnot? said they were at Fear Gobbler Island, just like the birds said. 
is there any more information? So I'm, I'm like, it seems like I'm trying to press you for more information. Uh, that's, nah, that's really all it said. Sorry. He was pretty short with words. Just said they're all okay. I, you know, oh, I was sure. kind of expecting him to like let the bird free or rescue him or something. And all he did instead was just kind of send me a, a, a like emotional status update, if you will. <laughs> so I, I guess I don't, I don't really know what to do with this letter either. Um, but I, I already ripped it up. Sorry. All right. All right. Well, I guess I'll go to the library today. Ooh, what you looking for? The, I mean, info on the Books. fog. That's oh, yeah. the entire point of why we're here. I, I thought just it was for your so relaxed. order. Forgot no, no, that is something that I have to deal with because we needed to be here to look in a library. Oh. I'm just going to go lay down. <laughs> <laughs> what, what are you guys up to today? Well, I was thinking about catching the baseball game if you were interested. Avalyn, you're you're a fan of baseball, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, yes. The My only thing I really have shoot to- up, and I understand suddenly the situation. <laughs> I look back and Avalyn- forth between Avalyn and Rhythm. Uh, 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 yeah, I I mean I do have to like I I kind of need a lawyer. Um. Well, so, then let, let's do this. This morning, let's, uh, I mean, I've been working on this case with you. Let's just bang it out. I, I think we're close. I think we're close to figuring out this, uh, your best case. And then let's head over to the, uh, to the baseball game. We don't need to bore anyone else with your case. Obviously, they got, you know, libraries to visit like you do, she says, uh, pointing, p- pointing to you, Ishmael. So if you're in the library, we might as well figure out the court case and then we had to head over to see some baseball after. Yeah. You hear that, Evelyn? She wants to bang it out. That that's odd. that's an odd way to phrase that. She punches you in the mouth. <laughs> <laughs> and whoa, okay. Um, don't know why everyone's being so weird, but uh, <laughs> yeah, sure. Uh, as long as yeah, if we can if we can finish it up, I mean, baseball's nostalgia and whatnot. That was the thing that I did a lot when I was a kid. I guess. Um, Avalyn is very uh, not aware of anything that's going on. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. 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 Of course, very concerned about just the trial, really. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Ishmael's just kind of nodding to himself, like, yeah. Good luck with your library thing. I'm going to probably poke around the rest of the manor. Yeah, see good. if I can dig up anything. Good luck. Yeah, and I'm gonna. I'm just gonna tag around with you, Rowan. <laughs> uh, all right. I head to the library. All right. the The first spot is to find where the library is. You can actually see this in the kitchen back at your place. There's a a snazzy looking treasure map style view of the whole island on the wall of the kitchen in the kids' castle, um, and you can see that the library is located at the very north tip top of the island, uh, at the far end of the manor. Um, so you do need to walk through the manor and through the great hall to get to uh, the library chambers. Cool. So you do. You head through the manor uh, and make your way to the very back where there are ancient doors. This is definitely old architecture. Um, This is a historic place, a lot more historic than the rest of the fanciness of this manor. 
Uh, and the doors swing open as soon as you approach uh, and reveal a massive architectural dome, uh, a very tall dome. It's it's not a perfect circle. Uh, there are stacks of books running to and fro in the center of the room, uh, as well as bookshelves that run all the way up all of the dome's walls. And at the very top of all of these bookshelves, you can see uh, the great stone spider, the archivist, uh, who is uh, constantly reading a book, uh, as well as shifting books from one bookshelf to another. Does it, cool, does it smell like an old library in here? Oh, like it smells that feeling like, of like still air and mm-hmm. that smell and mm-hmm. cool. Um, for a moment, it's cool. And then for a moment, I'm absolutely terrified because it reminds me of school. So, um all right, so I, I shout up to the spider. Uh, hello? Uh, the spider goes, eep, and uh, leaps from the top uh, and lands down in kind of, uh, it's it's as cute as a giant stone spider can be uh, as it turns <laughs> up towards you with big doe eyes. Make me a persuasion check. So are we talking not, like Lord of the Rings size spider? Yeah, or? not to interrupt, but how big is a giant <laughs> stone I'd, I'd spider? Say, so it's not like a like a Harry Potter spider, and that's very like thick and hairy. It's it's almost less of a literal spider and more of just like a little cute ball with big eyes on it, and then oh. long stone legs um, that come okay. out of the sides that's of it. Scarier. So kind of that little animated spider on YouTube with yeah, the cute voice. It's like that little animated spider on YouTube. I don't know what, what you're talking are you about. Talking? <laughs> is it like a Tachikoma from you know? Ghost Is it like a, like a Miyazaki soot sprite, but with more... Yeah, but less more, more spindly and less like a ball. Mm. Okay. Okay. Uh, persuasion check, I got a 14. 14, that's actually pretty good. Uh, at, at this, the uh, a spider looks over to you and says, Hello, how can I help you? Uh, hi. Uh, I've never really seen anything like this, so I'm a little bit taken aback. Um, I'm, uh, looking for information about storm glasses. Storm glass? Yeah. Do you have, like, a section, like, a weather section or a magic artifact section or something? I have both of those sections. And more! I I take it, I take it out and I hold it up and I show her just to add emphasis. In, like, a flash, in literally three frames of animation, uh, the spider... (laughs) comes up towards you and uh, like reaches out to almost touch the storm glass, but then pulls away for a second and says, is it okay if I touch it? No, please don't touch it. I'm actually very scared of people touching it. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Uh, you know, I don't really understand how this thing works. So I guess that's what the research is for. I, I just want to make sure it doesn't hurt you or me or anyone else. I really appreciate that. Have you seen one of these before? I have once, a very long time ago, around thousand and a half years ago, when I was made, or born, or appeared, or summoned. Uh, Wow, you've been alive a long time. Uh, uh, Follow me. Uh, It skitters up a wall uh, 150 feet onto the wall. Uh, I follow in somehow. Are there stairs? Is there a ladder? What do I? How do I? There is a ladder. Yeah, uh, it's I, I, a lot okay. of work. But yes, you're able uh, to climb up the ladder. Um, and uh, it is 
uh, immediately like shuffling one, two, ten, fifteen, thirty books off of the shelves as it like they'll just kind of like fly past you as it quickly is scanning mm. and reading through them, looking for uh, uh, the proper one. Uh, and it pulls out one and it says Stormglass, Stormglass. Yes, uh, Stormglass. It's a magical artifact, thousands of years old, all made by the same person. Uh, is that so? Yeah, uh, they. That's why they're so rare. I, I heard that they keep heavy tabs on them just because there are uh, there are so few. Huh. Um. Can I can I read it? Absolutely. Would you like me to? I could pull off a couple books that might interest you. Yeah, please. Thank you. Uh, and I is there like a table, like a reading table? Absolutely, with those big old green. Uh, lamps with a little like gold chains oh. that you pull on. Um, totally, yeah, yeah, totally. Okay, so I I settle down at this reading table, um, and I guess I take the books that she hands me, and nice. I research. Um, you research investigation check, but have advantage since the spider's check. your friend and gives you such oh, uh, good books. So what I'm ooh I rolled good. So what I'm looking for here is uh, information about storm glasses. Uh, they apparently are extremely powerful, a lot more powerful than I thought they were. Um, when I took this, I just thought it was like a, a forecasting tool and mm-hmm. I was like, I'm a weather mage too. So I stole it, uh, kind of on adrenaline, but now I've learned that they're really, really powerful and maybe like wizards can go mad using them and maybe they have untapped potential and power. And I'm just trying to figure out if they could at all be related to the fog or if they're going to make me go insane. Um, and my investigation check for that was a 21. 21. The first thing that you realize when reading through these books is that you're not the first person to ask these questions or research them. In fact, um, for the past thousand years, people have tried to associate uh, weather mages going mad with storm glasses. Uh, for a while, around 800 years ago, there was a ban on weather mages entirely. That did not last long. <laughs> uh, and uh, I mean, the first time a ship sank, they were like, yeah, maybe we need the people that make it rain to be our friends again, uh, or to make it stop being <laughs> windy. But As you go back further, um, there's a particularly interesting old book that with pretty clear prose uh, debunks the idea that storm glasses make someone go mad. Uh, In fact, quite the inverse. Um, When mad people often acquire storm glasses and use them to do heinous acts and commit heinous crimes. Um, So at Hmm. least from your readings, it doesn't look so much like the storm glasses make people do horrible things, but more that horrible people use the storm glasses to do horrible things. And often the horriblest people are not the storm mages themselves. Often they're being commanded by some king or some villainous tyrant to do something horrible like, you know, dry an entire island and starve out an entire race for a a hundred years um, per the request of their king. But that is the power of the Stormglass to do something that terrible. And you don't see any references to fog. Most of it's droughts um, or heavy windstorms or like deep and terrible floods. Uh, The power of uh, something like a fog that could slowly roll and kill people seems a little bit like a Stormglass's alley. Interesting. So I do... Am I able to determine... Like a weather mage in possession of a storm glass, can they use it as like a power amplifier? Like, is that is that a thing? Like, how how does the possession of a storm glass allow these events to happen? Can I figure that out? Yeah, uh, with what you you got a massive roll, right? 20, 20, 21 investigation. Twenty one. Yeah, for sure you can. Uh, 
there's a part of it that's very math, that's very school. Um, so some of those During books that part, are... I fall asleep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> those books are a little not... What you get before you fall asleep is like, yeah, it seems like probably like a powerful weather mage could use this to do big thing. Um, but they can also use it to read big thing because it seems like the original use of these things was to read weather. Um, and it was only through experimentation uh, that they started doing much greater things. And for the devious people who wanted to do very devious things, much, much more dangerous things. Huh. Um, okay. The last thing I'm curious about is, is there a way to figure out if these visions that I'm having could be related to my possession of this storm glass? Does that like seem obvious from reading this, I guess? With a 21, there's a, a, another book that's written entirely in primordial, um, and the spider Ooh, almost swips it, swaps it away from you, um, uh, but you're able to catch a glimpse of that it is in primordial, and you could in fact read it um, when the spider whisks yeah, it back up I, to a shelf. I hold out a hand like, wait, wait, I, I can read that. Hold up. No way. You can read primordial? I speak yeah. primordial. Ah, Gorgon blocks uh, clock knock knock. Narkin snarkin blocking. It blushes. I'm sorry, that, that came out really. <laughs> Why is primordial simlish? How about a count clown? Glutty glap da. Boshka do. A hoot and a burwati. What's up with that book? Uh, the book posits a theory, and it might not be true, but it's certainly interesting. It's a very, very old book, uh, and it seems to be written by an old earth elemental. But the book posits the idea that held inside the storm glass are these little crystals. And storm glasses inside them, they have sand, they have fluid, and they have crystals. Um, and the crystals, they, this book says, are the most important because the crystals are truth. Um, they are truth itself, condensed into a crystal form. Um, mm. And uh, that is what allows one to both see things that are true, that others might not, um, and it says, and plebes may see this to see the weather, but others see greater truths, deeper and darker truths. And then those with great vision, like I, it says, may use this to create truths in this world and affect great change and great pain upon all of the race of human. And then it goes for the next 400 pages into why humans are the worst race. I, okay. Um, as I read this, the I think like the world just kind of zooms in around me and I only see these words and I just uh, kind of start shaking because this knowledge is like actually terrifying to mm -hmm. me a little bit. Um, and once it starts rambling and I can tell that it's rambling and I start like falling asleep again, I close the book with a snap and I stand up and I turn to the spider and I say, thanks. Anytime. I, can I shake a, 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 a spider arm? Can I shake her hand? How do I, how do I say goodbye to this, this woman? It, it um, raises, it raises up a, 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 what's the name of a spider leg? Leg. It raises up one of its legs and it's remarkably thin at the end. Um, you could ah. like, you could twist it and you'd snap off the end of the, uh, it's that, it's that fragile. Um, but ah. it kind of raises up a hand and very tentatively places it in yours i shake it gently and it breaks and, uh, and it dies no no <laughs> all right that's that's all i need i head out of the library great meanwhile 
let's go over to Avalyn. All right. So we're working on my legal case, um, which we had been working on for a, a, a number of days. Um, so yeah, are, what, are we trying to center the defense around that frenzy potion idea? I think we toss it, says uh, Rhythm. I think we toss it. Uh, the two of you are sitting on a blanket out on the grass fields that is not far from where your ship is currently being rebuilt. You can see that uh, behind you, uh, there are a number of elementals that are repairing the, the exterior and the mast uh, and all the other damage of your frenzy potion. Hmm. She, on the other hand, is not giving it any attention at all. What she is looking at is a handful of papers that she has strewn across the, the blanket in front of you. And she says, I think that your defense is simple. I think that we lean on whatever Flaxen saw in that vision. The, the, the Phoenix, right? Really? Yeah. But if someone has been messing with the Phoenix of your house, that's, that's everyone's concern. I am certain that they would take, uh, take any action, including freeing you of any blame if something's been happening to your Phoenix, especially if you have a connection to it. Yeah, but is, th we don't really have proof other than, like, I believe Flaxen, but will they? They don't need to. They just need to see the Phoenix. So we just tell them in the trial, you know, conjure up the phoenix and take a look at its shackles. Has it been rebound? If so, off scot-free. So are we going to, like, call the phoenix as a witness? I wasn't thinking that, but that would be super epic. Oh. Okay. Um, yes. So we call, call, call the phoenix and, uh, and yeah, so... This trial happening in the fog chamber, like, are we going to be the only people actually physically present? I mean, I, that's what I assumed, but it still seems weird. Uh, I think it's more like they will be the only ones physically present. I think we're calling in to the trial that's happening there. Oh, uh, oh, I that that's that's very nice. Letting people just phone in to their own trial that they're yeah, they're being accused of things yeah very progressive i'm sure miss midgen's sixth grade class would approve <laughs> uh. <laughs> oh. who are they oh they built the prison i'm not gonna ask yeah it was a weird time um anyway uh i'm sure it was super hard on you she says putting a hand on your shoulder yeah um I didn't have a bed. Anyway, um, uh, well, to be fair, they gave me a bed, but I accidentally destroyed it. Any, anyhow, whatever. But the, uh, you know, um, uh, so are we like wrapped up here? I guess. Let's hit the hit the diamond. All right. I just like stand up and like pack up the blanket, start walking. Oh, uh, you'll need to write up your introduction statement. So maybe we need to spend another hour taking a crack on that. She says, and then immediately regrets that she said it. Um, uh, yeah. Here, I'll help you. Come on, come on, come on. Shouldn't be hard. Uh, just need to punch up your grammar a little bit. My, gra my grammar is just fine, thank you. Your grammar is not just fine. You can't use this many whoms. <laughs> but that's formal language. You use that in court. 
No, 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 no. You get like one whom per sentence. <laughs> That's final. All right. Fair enough. All right. Who wants to go next? Um, me and Virgil can. <laughs> Sweet. So, I th- like after um, Ishmael departs for the library and Avalyn and Rhythm go off to the diamond, I like pull Virgil aside and I whisper to him, Hey, do you want to see what happens on their date? <laughs> you read my mind. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's going to take them too long to finish up their, their, their working on their whatever it is, their law lit- litigious uh, papers. What is it they're doing again? I'm so they're glad ra- he's been paying attention. <laughs> they're, writing, oh. they're writing up <laughs> Avalon's court case so he doesn't go to even worse jail or death row or whatever. I actually haven't yeah, been yeah, following. Yeah, right, right. I'm sure that won't take long. That sounds like nothing. But, yeah, um, definitely. <laughs> when they're done, we can sneak after them, right? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, though... This is just me, and from my research into this, I hold up my romance novel. I think that rhythm <laughs> using, <laughs> I think rhythm is using, uh, this court case study session thing as you know a means to get close to him. So I think this is actually like phase one of the date. Ooh, it's like foreplay. Yes, <laughs> I, I don't see. think. I don't think that's what they call it, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm I'm interested not because I'm at all jealous, but because I care about my crew. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just following them because I have nothing else to do and I want to make sure that rhythm is okay, I think. <laughs> all right, let's get some disguises. <laughs> what? I was just gonna disguises? be. S- <laughs> I was just gonna be sneaky. What are you? What oh. are you dressing up as? Well, let's see. Uh, I ring the bell. Bell ring a ling a ling. Turtle man. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. Right here, sir. I'm trying to look inconspicuous. Like, make me look like somebody you've never seen before. Oh, so are you asking to go to the dress-up room? (laughs) There's a dress-up room? Absolutely. All right, and we smash cut to the two of you in uh, the world's best dress-up room um, with every kind of (laughs) costume that you can imagine and so many glittery (laughs) scarves uh, across every wall. It's where you might find the normal torture dungeons in a castle, but here it's just just the dress-up room. Um, It has a big foam cowboy hats it has uh fake instruments it has larping swords it's got the works i put on a white jacket and a cravat and um, <laughs> some white pants oh yeah inconspicuous inconspicuous, inconspicuous. Yeah. i mean for the manner yes you just look like a rich hoity-toity person it's fair let yourself live a little you gotta give in yep what are you dressing up as rowan Kinda, I kind of want to dress up in the super fancy like jacket and gold embroidered like pantaloons and stuff. I just want to feel nice. rich for a day. Oh, good. Feels nice. 
Yeah, they're just really soft everywhere. Wow. That is a nice gold-threaded pant you've got there. You know what would really go well with it? Oh, no. Here, um, let me just give you some of this perfume. (laughs) (laughs) I'll give you a a sample, and then if you like it, the whole bottle is merely 35 gold pieces. We we got it. That we price has skyrocketed since earlier. <laughs> 35 gold pieces a month? I'm your helmsman. I'm your you second mate. Fun. What the fuck? <laughs> also, we gotta be inconspicuous. If we stand upwind from them, they're gonna smell us a mile away. I think this is oh, good enough. Alright, fair point. Okay, um, we go tail, Avalon, and Rhythm at their court order picnic whatever. And it just looks super boring. As you do, you can see that you are absolutely not the first ones there watching them. Uh, Hiding behind uh, one of the pool chairs, you can see uh, uh, the college student from brunch yesterday, Dee Dee. Uh, she, uh, uh, takes a, a look at your pants and your pure white outfit and giggles to herself, uh, and then, uh, catches it as she claps a hand over her mouth and immediately gestures for both of you to join her behind the pool chair. So, okay, we're here for our friends. Why are you here? Oh, I just, I like watching people date. <laughs> <laughs> That's so weird. <laughs> Um, okay, weird, but as long as you're quiet, I guess it's fine. What's happened so far? Catch us up. Well, uh, yeah, and she gives you a play-by-play of everything, how they nearly left, and how she screwed herself over by requiring them rewrite the introductory statement. As she touched but the hand on the shoulder, knee- though. Oh, the hand shit. on the shoulder. Oh, shit. Yeah. It's already yeah. at, like, phase yeah. one. I jab furiously at my romance novel. This is what happened in my anime. <laughs> <laughs> She she looks up at you like you watch anime. I do. Top five. Right <laughs> oh <now. laughs> shit! Oh my god! Oh, give me a second. Virgil, talk for a bit. I need to. Th- I need to actually seriously think of answers for this. <laughs> All right, Bobo's so, uh... bizarre voyage. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> I grind my teeth a little bit, but uh, fake a smile. How does uh how does Avalon seem to be responding? Uh make me a perception check. Or insight. This is definitely insight. Oh, I was asking her, but I'll do an insight also. Oh, okay. I rolled a fifteen. Oh, he seems into her, says Dee Dee. Um and uh it's clear that he's clueless. <laughs> Alright, well let's uh, just settle down. Uh did you bring any snacks? <laughs> You're talking to Didi Hot Pants, she says, and she pulls out a bag of chips. Didi Wait, Hot her, Pants? her last name is Hot Pants? Uh, <laughs> all right, well, I have some chips and then I, I, I light up another fat joint. <laughs> Amazing. This is becoming a problem. <laughs> well, you'll run out eventually. Okay, okay. I, all I, right. I come back to the conversation. I got my top five anime picks. Um, uh-huh. yes, Bobo's Strange Voyage, how do you know? It's obviously the best. Um, <laughs> it's the best. Then Those outfits, though. Magical Sailor Girls from Across the Cosmos, definitely top two. Mm-hmm. Um, That's, I mean, it's classic. Absolutely. Uh, marriage Stories from Across the Triangles. 
Oh, I've um, seen that one. Yeah, it's really good. They're just really loving, touching vignettes about marriage customs from you know all across the world. I don't know if they're all true or not, and they're kind of depressing, but I really I think like they them. They're all true. I read that. Yeah, it's cool. Um, this other one. It's a good one. Eating your way through the dungeon. That is the actual title. <laughs> um, and finally, the last one. It's just called One Piece. <laughs> oh yeah! Hey, that one's solid. It's good. It holds up. All right, Flaxen, where are you at? Hmm. Where'd everybody go? <laughs> I think I'm laying in the corner in the breakfast room. I'm gonna get up and go exploring. Uh, all right. As you head out of the uh, uh, the manor, uh, you can see that Lord Windsor is walking around the forest in front of you, um, and he is looking angrily for uh, what appears to be a frisbee that's stuck in the tree above his head. Hey, Cap, what are you up to? Oh, you know, just just hunting for a frisbee that is uh, evading my uh, attention. Uh, you mean that one up in the tree there? That's the one. Well, uh, I don't suppose you could give me a give me a boost. Uh, I can do you one better. I can climb up and get it for you. It'll be an adventure. That will be an adventure. Let me uh uh let me uh get, let you let you get climbing. He stands back and sits <laughs> down, and he rings his bell, and a couple of elementals walk over and get him a mai tai. <laughs> Finally, a chance to use my magic cloak of plus two to dex and acrobatics. Oh, perfect. So I'm going to make an acrobatics check to climb the tree with a... Wow, that's a 22. Wow. wow. You managed to scale the tree pretty easily, but the frisbee itself is being staunchly guarded by what looks like a fairy. Um, a, a little wind elemental that is uh, looking furious as this frisbee has landed in its little hiding hole up on top of this tree. Hey, Tinkerbell. seeing your face, it now holds you fully responsible and goes... I I just, like, cautiously reach towards the frisbee and try to take it. All right, make me a dex save. (laughs) It was a 13. Uh, It bites your finger, and you're not able to grab the frisbee, and you take a whole point of damage. Ouch. Now listen here, you little fairy. I got a, I got an adventure to do and a task to set out on, and you have my frisbee. At that, uh, make me a wisdom save. Oh, good. Fifteen. Nice. Uh, at that, the fairy backs down. It walks over and it sits down on a leaf, and the the frisbee is yours for the taking. What does a fairy look like? Is it like a human uh, figure with wings, or? It's just a tiny little human figure with wings. Uh, they're they're wind elementals, but they're not made entirely out of like swirling air. It seems like there there are many generations um, on the the triangle. Sweet. Uh, I I thank her. So thank you, fairy person. And then uh, and then I I climb down from the tree. Windsor says, "Well, now you are holding out on me." I didn't know we had an elemental on the island. Elementalist, that is. <clears throat> uh, yeah, it's kind of new to me, too. Is that 
Is that the term for it? Elementalist? Elemental? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you'd, it's some some might be elemental mages, but I happen to be a little bit of an elementalist myself, and I don't happen to know any of the magics. I always wanted to, but never never did. Not like my brothers. Uh, yeah, I, I can control them. I can, I can bind a few every once in a while. It's, oh. it's no small thing. I've never tried that. I, uh, I can just kind of talk to them and most of the time they do what I say. Well, that's, uh, that's the first trick. There's three steps to being an elementalist and you want to start with the talking part. You don't want to start with the summoning. Uh, that's, that's how you end up dead or worse. Now, uh, that now is very you, good you start, information. Yes. You, you start up. Do you know nothing about being an elementalist? They ob- obviously they had to identify you when you were a kid, right? Back where you grew you know, up. Uh, where I grew up, there was no magic at all. And, uh, I've only been away from that place for about uh, a month. Does that sound right? Ben? Well, that's your trouble then, kid. <laughs> uh, and he slaps you uh, on the back and says, hey, you want to take a walk with me? I-, I-, I got a couple friends I could introduce you to. Might be able to t- tell you a thing or two about elementalism. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know anything about pirates? I've, I've been on a real pirate bender lately. <laughs> Now I know a thing or two about pirates. All right, I think we're gonna. I think we're gonna become good friends, Winston. <laughs> I think we already are. And he takes you by the shoulder and begins to uh, talk and walk with you uh, through the forest, uh, telling you what he knows about being an elementalist and what he knows about being a pirate. Um, and then he does tell you that he knows an elemental who is a pirate, and he'd love Whoa. to introduce you. I would love to meet them. Then, uh. What do you say about going to see a baseball game? What's baseball? Ah, <laughs> uh, you are in for a treat, my friend. You are in for a treat. Uh, and he walks with his hand on, uh, like arm around your shoulder, uh, and begins talking your ear off. So you- I-, I was really concerned that when he said an elemental who is a pirate, that you were going to say Mondo Stones. <laughs> <laughs> well, still could be. <laughs> I mean, it's accurate. <laughs> so, Ishmael, as you are walking yeah. out of the library through the manor, you begin to hear piano music. Oh, is it good? It is Claire de Lune. And in fact, it is good, though you've heard enough people learning how to play music. You can tell this is someone who has started learning how to play music recently. And Aww. in fact, this is a person who's getting through like, you know... 16 bars of it and then messing up a note and then starting over again. Oh, cool. <laughs> so it's like the start of Claire de Lune and then mess up and then over and over. Um, uh, but I, it's quite pretty, the part that's being played. I love this. I love the idea of people learning music. Um, so I stop what I'm doing and I wheel and go go in the direction of that. Okay. Uh, make me a perception check, I guess. Yeah, that makes sense. For music tracking. Not 20. Oh, you see her. You see her far before she has the chance to notice you. As you walk down the hallway listening to Claire de Lune start and stop and start and stop again, you proceed down one of the main hallways. You walk down a a beautiful set of stairs that overlook the rocky shoreline and the ocean to the north uh, that leads you to a ballroom, a totally unoccupied ballroom. Looks like it hasn't been used in quite a while, except for the piano, um, which someone is playing. Someone with a side ponytail. Uh. Someone 
that is your sister. Uh huh. Okay. Oh boy. Uh. <laughs> and immediately flashing into your mind is the thought that, in fact, her weather balloon was here when you arrived. <laughs> it spaced your minds. In fact, you didn't even put it together. But there were weather balloons here when you when you crashed your your ship and fought off the elementals. Oh. Um, so she's here. God. <laughs> Okay, all right. I pause. <laughs> Just to make it easier and easier on you, Scotty. I pause for a long time uh, considering this, mm-hmm. but I want to approach her. All right. Uh, she messes up for the seemingly 112th time, and she says it under her breath, like, ah, damn it. All right, from the top. Uh, when you are now within 10 feet of her, and she still hasn't noticed you. Um... I wish I knew how music notes worked so I could do something cool like it's a you want to hit you want to hit D there and like correct what she's doing but I I don't know anything about music so I don't do that. Um I guess I how am I going to greet her? I approach and say Clairdelune is tricky cuz D flat major's a really annoying key. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty That's good. That's a cool thing to say. Yeah, I I played it in high school so Oh. I I experienced firsthand just how annoying it was. Okay. I'm going to I'm going to say that. D flat major is an annoying key? Is that the thing that you said? Mhm. Okay, okay, cool. Okay, wait. Okay, I'm going to be a cool guy. I'm going to say this. Uh <laughs> Okay. Um like this is all the running dialogue inside Ishmael's yeah. <laughs> head. This is the the Miles Morales text bubbles behind his head. <laughs> okay. Um it's I It's that storm glass making you go crazy. Yeah. Right? When she is between notes, like when she pauses and before she restarts again, I say, Yeah, D flat major is a tough key, isn't it? Yeah, I know, right? She says and turns around and sees your face. What are you doing here? Um, well, I was looking for you, but, uh, Windsor said I shouldn't bother you and made sure that I shouldn't bother you. So. How are you? Um, not great. Not great. Yeah. I started playing piano. Yeah, that's amazing. Uh, Claire yeah, is a great I, song. I, it's hard. Yeah. Um, do you mind? I I want to sit down next to her at the piano. Yes, go for it. Um, I think I know how to play some basic piano. That seems reasonable to me. Does oh, I'm sure. It, does that seem reasonable to you? Yeah, okay. for sure. I, I uh, try to walk her through it Us- using like check. a higher octave or something or a lower one. Mm-hmm. 13. 13. Uh, you play it well. 16, because I ate that That's... food. Hey! Because you got a... I got the... Well, you only get a plus two. Plus two to charisma, yeah. So it's a 16 instead of a 14. 13. 15. Fuck. It's a 15. 15 instead of 13. It's 15. <laughs> 15, which is good because 15 was the break point. Great, Because that usually is my break point. So uh, you play it well, and instead of her not being able to follow suit, uh, she is able to watch through your uh, notes, and st- instead of going 16 bars, she gets through, like, 32. Hey. Um, and uh, 
you can see a, a smile crack across her face um, as she says, "Okay, okay, stop. I'm not getting any further than that. I haven't. <laughs> that was really I, I good. Through that page of the book. <laughs> yeah, I was I was practicing over at the uh, the bed and breakfast to try and get my mind away from some things. Your partner left you, right? How did How did you know? I need to tell you something. That skeleton that you met, Bonagus? I know, he's gone missing. That was me in disguise. What? (laughs) Her eyes go wide. And you can see her trying to look through your skin. Just to kind of see, like, your bone structure. Uh Uh-huh. And see, like, if it lines. And you can see that she's running through the mental list and she's like, God damn it. There was a... There was a potion. I was looking for a a bird. And I couldn't not talk to you. I knew that fog was coming and I had to get you out of there. So I had to trick you. I'm sorry. Ishmael, Ishmael, Ish, 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 Ish. I told them to print a Bonagus weather mage card. I've seen it. It's pretty cool. <laughs> That's on my head now. That's not real. That's not real. No, it's That's really... not real. It's re- isn't that hilarious, though? <laughs> I don't think so. It's going to be so rare. I think it's great. I need to... That's not That's not what I'm here, here, here for. That's not even what I wanted to talk to you about. That's not related. That's my... Uh, uh, we don't need to talk about York. Yeah. I'm sorry to hear that. I haven't told them yet. You should get a divorce, right? You're going to get a divorce. This is has nothing to do with what I came here right. to talk to you about. All right. You're here to yell at me about jail, aren't you? You know what? No. Uh, I've had a bit of a change of mind since the last time we talked over the mist, mist form. What is it? I intercepted this letter. She holds up a letter, and it's signed with the seal of the Penny Whistle Patrol. I know it's you. I know that you're causing the fog. Hmm. Lint Lunaroid's not wrong. I am not sure if that's accurate. I'm I'm kind of trying to figure it out. Well, then let's figure it out with the people who can help you. What? Come with me on my weather balloon home. What? Where we can have practiced weather mages help us through this. Just come home. Mm, Bro, come home. What do you I don't what do you mean? What I don't understand. Pra- Just come home with me. What? No. No, she I stand up from the piano. Takes, she takes her hand off the piano and says, "It's just come home. Everything will go back to the way it was. It it was good. Things no. were good. No, things were not good. Things were not good. Things were very bad. But things only got bad after you left. Yeah. All right. Look, you're not wrong that." People who know a lot about these sorts of things, certainly not me, they need to know. They need to know about the fog. You 
you can help you might know something about this fog you're a brilliant weather mage and you're and you work for the government and you're you're accomplished and you're you've got a network maybe you and your people can figure this out but i don't i hope it wasn't me i don't think it was me i think i don't know me and my people me and my people sent this letter ish I am not doing my job if I don't take this letter home, but I want to take you home with me. So that's... whatever the next Penny Whistle Patrol that's sent out isn't coming after you so that I can help protect you and <sighs> things will just get back to normal back home and 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 this York business will blow over and mom and dad will stop fighting and it'll be fine. It'll just like it was. It's not going to happen. It can happen if you just come with me. I I take a couple of steps back, um, like out of, like towards the door, like I'm on my way to leave. And I start shaking my head and I say, no, no, Annalisa. No. See you later. Don't die, all right? Come on, come on, come on. We can solve this. We can solve this. You can solve this. You can help me solve this. I can solve this. I don't... I'm going to solve this. I'm going to solve this. I don't... I don't want the whole Sea Watch patrol after you. And they're going to be. Because Marcus Mint is gone. Yeah. Lunaroid is gone. Two powerful weather mages of the West are gone, and you're still here, and you still have that thing around your neck. And I... I mean, I don't... Those things, they change people. I, I can't, I need, we, we need to resume, we, I can't, I can't, I can't. And I make my way towards the exit of the room. Does she stop me? You can see she reaches for her belt, but you can see that her weapons have been taken from her. Okay. And so instead she pounds her hand on the piano keys. Um, in a, oof, I am in a, I'm a mess. Um, I leave this room and I go to the baseball diamond. (laughs) 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 That's where you go when you're a mess. (laughs) The first place I think of that I know people I know are going to be there. Um, because I want to be as far away from that situation as possible and as close to a situation that makes sense to me as possible. So I, I go to the baseball diamond. And the big game is playing. Uh, you arrive somewhere around the end of the third inning, um, which is not dissimilar from when the rest of you arrive from your own various moments. Uh, look at that. The magic of D&D. Everyone goes to baseball. Hey. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's a common D&D thing, honestly. Yeah. It's, it's like the, yeah, the it's tagline the, of trope. D&D. There's a TV tropes. <laughs> D&D. Everyone goes to baseball. <laughs> There's like the first section which is like how to play D&D and the second one was how to get people to baseball, which is kind of the most important part of the D&D experience. <laughs> so, yeah. 
so let's cut to uh, the date and the entourage. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we the, the entourage can catcall in the middle of it, but uh, right now uh, the two of you are walking towards the, the baseball diamond. Um, and she is asking you questions about your history with baseball. When did, did you did you play when you were a kid? Oh yeah, most of the most of the Veristinia kids do at one point or another. Um, not everyone winds up being good at it. I mean, we're a family of mostly mages, so we're not exactly predisposed for athletics as a family. But uh, like my second cousin Fortescue was really good at it. Um, he and I had a bit of a rivalry going on, uh, so the two of us sort of drove each other to be better at that sort of thing. Well, and and uh, and and my brother was good too. But anyway, um, yeah. But about Fortescue, she says, picking up on the note. Uh, how how is how is he doing? What's he doing these days? Uh, do you oh, want a hot dog? I I have no idea. I haven't seen Fortescue in oh geez, twenty five years at least. Um, yeah, I mean, he was he was always going to be you know, try and be, you know, the golden child of the secondary branch of the family. Um, he was always a little mm. bitter about that whole secondary branch thing. But um, but but yeah, he's he's some sort of great fire mage now, I assume, unless something happened to him. So you got any pets? <laughs> Uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, when I was, when I was small, I had a little, like, I, I had a fire cat. A fire cat? Uh, yeah. Oh, nice. Uh, yeah, well, cause, cause we, we're, we, we've got fire elementals all over the place and, uh, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, the big one's a phoenix, but, um, but right. oftentimes, uh, the, the adults will summon little fire elementals for the kids um i mean presumably it's to get them used to dealing with fire elementals but probably it was to just keep us out of their way um they weren't really Mm -hmm. into the whole active parenting thing hence why the kids got their own castle Mm. Mm mm-hmm yeah yeah at this point, the two of you are now sitting down at the bleachers on the uh, um, batter box side of the uh, the thing behind the batter's box. I guess it's because it's like a diamond. It's not yeah. like a stadium. Yeah, showing your baseball so you're knowledge the here. So that would be so that so that would be we've got seats behind home plate. Well, no, the, the batter's home box team? wouldn't be behind the, home plate. See, it would here's be to the, the left dugout? and right of home you... plate, right? Yeah, are but you looking by the word dugout? Oh, the batters. I'm thinking dugout. That's what I'm yeah. thinking. Yeah, but there's also two yeah. dugouts, one on each side home, of the field. Home side, right? Home side. You could say the first base side or the third base Ooh. side. Home side is yeah. It's the one where they do throw the balls from. Uh, that, Pitch that, that would be ball. home side. You hear that from the mound. Pitcher's shortstop. <laughs> God damn it! Home Those run. Are two baseball. different things. <laughs> My brother works um, in baseball. <laughs> Uh, good grief. Um, <laughs> All right. So she, this is what she is saying as she's leading you through trying to give her uh, really limited knowledge of baseball uh, to you. And she says, RBI, RBI. Uh, <laughs> like, no, 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 she, uh, no. Just, uh, um, uh, here. What? Don't you want those? 
like yeah but it's a statistic not like a uh, whatever i I don't Uh, i don't truck with those statistics i'm all about the heart of the game she says uh, and uh so the three of you see the the two of them walking up and sit down on the bleachers virgil hot pants and rowan where are you guys sitting as you approach the diamond uh, Virgil, are you still there, or did you like leave out of jealousy? Yeah, I'm there. I'm I'm there. Uh, we're within earshot, probably, but only just, you know, a few mm-hmm. rows behind them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can see down. Uh, the two of them are sharing the same bag of uh, kettle corn, <laughs> and when she reaches in to grab it, her hand lightly brushes his. Fuck this shit! I'm out of here. <laughs> 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 my reaction to that is Dorm oh, sorry um and i just like <laughs> i i wait for her to be done and then just grab my own handful and continue onwards <laughs> it's pretty good uh let's do the other two that come in so at this point uh you uh have now had a pretty extensive conversation about the history of elementals pirates and baseball and uh at this point wendy has promised you uh, a friend that is not only an expert in piracy but an expert in baseball and also is an elemental and an elementalist herself um and says that she'll be at the baseball game and there's probably a sneaking suspicion this person doesn't exist and he did just kind of want to hang out and hear about your powerful magics <laughs> <laughs> So uh he uh he says so yeah that's that's the uh that's that's how you break it down basically uh it's it's you want to start off by learning how to work with existing elementals how you control them how you pacify them how you make sure that you can get to them on a conversational level uh then you want to learn how you can banish an elemental send them away in an instant um they, then you don't have to like kill them with a big hammer and stuff that is important and valuable since most uh, elementals and elementals will send those against you after that, then you can start summoning. People always start with the summoning, and that's insane nonsense crazy business. You gotta learn how to control them. You gotta learn how to get rid of them. Then you learn how to summon. That's the most important part. Uh-huh. That's a that's cool. So well, what about pirates? What do you know about pirates? <laughs> I well, I'll say that they uh they certainly don't summon elementals or do magic, or unless they're elementals mm-hmm. and do magic, that is. Uh, yeah, that, could, that could be cool. I've worked Magic's with pirates before. To me, uh, a pirate uh, truth it's be about told. The attitude, right? It's more about the taking things that aren't yours. A pirate's kind of a sailor that's steals. It's kind of the kind of the yeah, breakdown. But like they <laughs> they they take from the the government and the big people who can afford to absorb the the loss of the stuff right i think you're talking about superheroes there champ <laughs> that's kind of a Superheroes different altogether take from the government <laughs> i mean if you're talking about the deep canon not if you're talking about the kirby years <laughs> uh but what about the the adventure and the treasure and the buckling swashes Here's what That's I what say. That's what I'm in it for. Then that is the pirate's life. But don't don't let other people define what being a pirate is to you. If you want to buckle yeah. some swashes, adventure, you call that being a pirate. Just don't call that around regular real pirates who steal from people because they might yeah kill you. Uh, so maybe call it something else, like a a pirate or a a, a spiroti or something, just to kind of no, no all around them. <laughs> no way. You uh, you've convinced me. I'm I'm a pirate. I am a pirate. 
if you, when you're within here, a friendly company for sure. But if you are in a den with people that are smuggling, you know, uh, uh, human human slaves from one island to another, just maybe lean off the pirate term, or you may end up in some uh, in some nasty company. Uh, I cannot imagine under what circumstances that would happen, but uh, I appreciate the advice. Mm, well, we'll just watch out for arc four, he says, and he pats you on the shoulder. Uh, and uh, uh, with that, he goes over and picks out every single item on the uh, menu at the ball game and goes over and takes a seat on the bleachers. And he doesn't even pay. Huh, scoundrel. <laughs> Whoa. I'm going to do you that too. Pay- <laughs> uh, then I'm... I'm a, anything good for poison? Like, when you've been poisoned? Poison? Yeah, I think somebody poisoned me. Well, now you're talking like a pirate. That's right. It came out of a bottle. That's a note. <laughs> that, a that's note literally talking like a pirate. Are you sure you haven't engaged in some theft or destruction of property recently? Uh, I mean, I might have blown up a pool. That's blowing up a pool like one thing, but <laughs> I mean, it's not like blowing up a person or a boat. That would make someone mad at you. Yeah, no, I haven't done any of that, I don't think. But maybe. What about, uh, <laughs> and at this, he looks a little serious for a second. What about blowing up a city there, Orc? Uh, I, d- I did have a part in that. Is that word getting around? Nah, but I, uh,. Well, it, it doesn't matter. What's past is past. And ain't ain't no uh, ain't no troubles here on the. On I the just island. feel like you should know uh, that city was holding a very large island, kind of hostage. That's that's so fair. So it wasn't like I did it for fun or because I wanted to. I will say most of your letters came from that city. Well, that explains a lot. Maybe I should have looked at the address. <laughs> Yeah, indeed. And he pops a whole peanut into his mouth, shells it in his mouth, and spits out the nut case. Peanut it's shells shell. are really good. Uh, the, just the shell. Yeah. <laughs> the nut case. It is at this point that you arrive, and you can see over to your left um, is where uh, Windsor and Flaxen are, and over to your right uh, is where uh, the baseball date and uh, the two of them are watching them. And to your right and right in front of you is Virgil walking away in a huff. Uh, I pass by Virgil. Library's wide open. Yeah, right? What? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm all right. I, 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 like, wave my hand in front of your eyes. Y- you there, Virgil? Yeah, I'm here. I'm here. I just, uh, yeah, I gotta go do some reading. Yeah. <laughs> well, good luck. Good luck in there. Oh, uh, yeah. Will do. Uh, and then I go to the bleachers, uh, see the, the date and, uh, see Rowan. And I, I, I think I take Virgil's old seat. I sit down next to Rowan and I lean in and I say, are they on a date right now? They totally are. It's so good, says uh, Dee Dee as she's stuffing popcorn into her mouth. I don't know, I say, as I pop another uh, kernel of popcorn into my mouth. I think that rhythm is like, you know, in the date mindset, but 
I don't know about Avalyn, he just looks super oblivious right now, and that's coming from me. That's how you know that he's into her. Like when he doesn't reciprocate? No, he's acting cool. Do you know nothing about dating? I've only, I all I know about dating is from this one book that I have read from Avalyn's younger sister. It's like- Well, I uh, have been on a total of three dates, so I know a thing or two. (laughs) I tap Avalyn on the shoulder. Can I do that? You can't. There are a couple rows in front of you, so you'd need to go, like, walk over. Yeah. But you can. I do. I stand up in the middle of this conversation. I go I go over, and I get Avalyn's attention. You do tap me on the shoulder? Yeah. Um, I, I turn around, and seeing you, I uh, just sort of instinctively jump to my feet and say, Oh, Ishmael. And I assume... Like Kettlecorn goes flying. <laughs> I I jerk my head to the side and say, "Hey, uh, got a sec?" Yeah, sure. Uh, we were kind of in the middle of something. Uh, well, not. Th- th- I mean, the game's only in like the third the third inning. But if this is more important, yeah, this is important. I guess. Yeah, was there something to do with like the library? Sure. Stuff and the- I grab your arm and start walking. That is important. She gives you dagger eyes. Uh-huh. <laughs> From like three rows back, I'm like clutching my hair. I'm like, no, what are you doing? <laughs> Dee Dee is crying into your shoulder. What? <laughs> uh, should should I should I keep going or are we scene changing? Uh, we can scene change over to Virgil. Should I finish this? <laughs> or you, we can finish this out. Okay, sure. Um, <laughs> all right, I walk you behind the bleachers sure yeah and i kiss you what (laughs) (laughs) me and Didi are shook right now we are so shook (laughs) are you watching behind the bleachers we followed you you did (laughs) do you think i would sit like three rows back for two hours and not see the conclusion to this song. I, think they, I am fucking following you. You think Rowan showed up to watch baseball? Yeah, what are we here to do? Watch somebody hit a ball with a stick? I'm Dee fucking hot pants. My mouth is a huge O right now, and me and Dee are just looking at each um, other like, <gasps> yeah, that, yeah, I, I kiss back. Dope. Now we can see and change. <laughs> Great. (laughs) Uh, All right. Are you approaching the library, Virgil? Oh, yes, I am. Uh, All right. You see the doors. You see the rooms. They open for you like magic. And inside, there's a spider who's reading a book. Are you the uh, spider that's the librarian? Ah! It shrieks and curls up into a ball and hides under the desk poorly. It's a big spider. I'll take that as a yes. You're the only spider I spy. Um, so can I ask you a question? Persuasion check. 17. That'll do you good. Uh, yeah, the spider crawls itself out under the desk and says, Yes, I'm the, I'm, I'm the archivist. So, uh, so I got a question for you. Maybe you can help me out. Why would I spy on my friend's date if I knew it was just going to make me upset? Like, what was I thinking? This is beautiful. Oh, God. (laughs) I'm sorry. I mean, I don't even like her that much. (laughs) 
it's just like <laughs> I just I was in prison for so long and I'm lonely and this goddamn world is ending and I don't know what to do about it. It's like this world is hard enough and all you the only reward for surviving it's getting thrown in jail or or finding some other way to live out your days and I, I don't get it. I don't understand any of this. It doesn't make any sense. Um oh, we have a self-help section. <laughs> <laughs> um well she she scurries over and picks out a book saying, um, you're going to be okay. Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> well, uh, thank you. I'll, I'll, I'll check this out. But I also, do you have a section on uh, natural disasters or apocalyptic fogs? Uh, we have some natural histories. Do you have a specific question? I don't mean yeah. to judge, but you seem to be uh, um, stoned off your ass. So maybe I could just help you look for the books. Oh, man, I forgot about that. <laughs> well, you're, you're very astute, Mrs. Spider, Spybrarian. Um, yeah, so... Say there was a fog started from one point of the world and it's just consuming the rest of it. And I wanted to figure out if it's ever happened before or how you'd stop it. Uh, is there a book about that? Uh, not specifically, but, and she skitters over to one of the walls and she, uh, she picks off of one of the walls, um, a book which, uh, seems a little more kid-friendly than the others. Um, but honestly, it seems like it's pretty well put together. Uh, and it says, A History of the World, um, More or Less, An Illustrated Guide to the Major Events of the Triangle. And uh, as she picks it off the wall, she hands it to you and says, This has most of the, the early history of the Triangle, so maybe this could give you a little insight. So if I go to the end of the book, does that tell me how it ends? <laughs> this is kind of more of a kind of book where the end of the book is still being written. Oh, I I understand. All right. Well, I, I want to go through the appendix and look for fog. Uh, okay. You don't see anything about fog, but you do see something about Mass death. Uh, mass death? That sounds <laughs> in interesting. Yeah. It's it's more of a myth than history, but this myth does say that um, once upon a time, in ancient, ancient times, there was a man named Death. And Death was always busy, but Death was never busier than the day it doesn't have a name. But then, then the day. And uh, this day, day was thousands of years ago. The fabled day is, uh, let's call it year 73 of the cosmos. In year 73, the, the, the day of mass death was the busiest day that death has ever had. And it was totally unprecedented. But the strangest part is that no history reports 
any sorts of mass deaths of this at, at this time frame. Um, it's not like there was a big plague at this time or a big flood or something. It's just suddenly thousands of people, hundreds of thousands, millions of people died one day, and somehow there's no record of it. So it's 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 a weird one. It definitely stands out as a stranger story uh, than the other ones in this children's history book, um, which the rest of them are all more traditional myths. Um, but this day of mass death is a curiosity. Hmm. Uh, I'm most perplexed, and I uh, I light up another blunt. <laughs> <laughs> but I do it secretly. Sorry, could so you I'm not like, do that? Oh. I guess that makes sense. You don't want to about a bunch of flames around your papers. <laughs> she picks up three other books and pushes them into your arms and kind of does a light push on you as well and says, maybe you could just take these books with you and uh, go. <laughs> uh, yes, yes, ma'am. Uh, I hold out my hand to take one of her spindles. She lightly places her hand in yours. I kiss it. Aww. And then I bow and make my way out of there. Trail of smoke behind me, billowing. <laughs> As you walk away, um, she calls out, Hey, um, sir? Yes? Sometimes when we're having a really hard time, we like to make ourselves miserable so that we know we can still feel miserable. So maybe that's what you were doing? You just wanted to remember that you could feel that much? That's an interesting hypothesis. Uh, I'll have to think on that. Good day. And the doors swing shut behind you. All right, cool. What are the three books she gave me? Uh, one well, she gave you the first one, which is what was it? Uh, learning how to not be sad and live your <laughs> life better, idiot, or whatever. Um, and then there was the history of the world, and then the third one uh is a pretty thick tome um about this that's the myth of mass death. Um, the history of death itself um is the is the name of the book, and it's kind of an interesting story about this idea that there is a person called death, and they wrote hints and uh, legends across the world and left them with people and stories. All right. The thing I'm most interested in is who authored this book. <sighs> the person that authored this book was, and man, would have been good if this caught your eye sooner. The person that authored this book is named Morcus Mint. What? Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what? He's saying this entirely stoned. <laughs> uh, okay, so back at the baseball game, it is now the uh, the beginning of the ninth inning, and uh, the score is one team is one up, and the other team is has three folks on the bases. So it's all down to this. And you can see that the pitcher on the uh, pitching mound is uh, sweating bullets. Who's who's still um, watching the baseball game? Is it just Flaxen? 
I think it's just hey. flaxen at this point. Yeah. <laughs> it's just flaxen. It's a it's flaxen and cool. windy. The the coach walks out and starts talking to the uh the pitcher, uh, and the pitcher kind of sighs and uh, uh pats the coach on the shoulder and walks out. And it's announced they're bringing in a closer. And walking up to the stand, you see what can only be described as the best cosplay you've ever seen. Whoa. It looks like someone taken straight out of Comic-Con. And uh, she uh, is standing over by the dugout with a baseball bat in one hand. She's kind of twirling around and looking aimlessly around. And then she vanishes from midair and uh, a breath of wind flies from where she was and she reappears on the pitching mound. And it becomes immediately apparent that she is a sylph, an air elemental. And she still has the baseball bat on the pitching mound, which is definitely that's still not allowed in baseball. Not, not, not common um, that you'd have a baseball bat with you. Specifically, not allowed. But, actually, yeah. It's in the rules. Yeah. But at the moment, uh, the rest of the the crowd all falls silent because everyone apparently knows who this is, and it may also be that every single game that's played here, they do bring her in at the last moment just to make it the most exciting. I turn to Windsor and I say, is this when the fighting starts? <laughs> That's her. Gov? What? Who? Elemental? Pirate? Baseball player. Oh. Uh-huh. Oh no, does she play for the pirates? Who's she cosplays? Is that the name of the baseball team? <laughs> oh no. And, uh... She uh, holds up a hand and uh, spins her hand around and a baseball appears in it. And she tosses it up and down a couple of times. uh, And then she tosses it up and she swings the bat um, and with precision accuracy um, flies straight through it to strike at near 200 miles an hour. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not sure I understand the rules of this sport. Uh, at what point do they start, you know, when's the violence happen? It's more, uh, it's, it's not hockey, sir. That's not a real thing. A sport without <laughs> violence. And, uh, and, and once more she throws up a ball and once more it's a strike. And once more she shows up a ball and smacks it. And once more it's a strike. Every single time the ball is just a blur to your eye. Strike four. The the batter is terrified this entire time that he's going to be literally run through by this ball uh, hit by this, uh, you know, anime girl who just keeps batting balls at him. But every single time with the most dead point of aim. And then the the teams rush the stadium and there's a big round of applause as the home team wins like it usually does. And then she uh, tosses the last ball to the ground and she disappears and uh, appears in front of Windsor. And you, Flaxen. Is this part of the game? Oh, no, this is part of her contract. What does that mean? Oh, she's bound to my family. She's an elemental bound to me. Oh. <laughs> Huh. Told you I was a little bit of an elementalist. Yeah. How about that? Only uh, you got to pick your words carefully because when I when we bound her it was for purely uh baseball purposes. It turns out she's one of the best assassins in the, the whole of the triangle. So if we would have known that, we probably would have bound her differently, but So uh uh hi she rolls her eyes at you and uh, uh, flips the hair of her wig over. Uh, with that, Windsor uh, looks her in the eye and very calmly uh, says, 
White Fox Lighter, you are released from service for this game anyway. And she tips her baseball cap to him and moves to disappear on the spot. But then she turns around and levels her bat towards you, Flaxen, and says, You're Flaxen. Y'all are those ones that broke out of prison, right? Who wants to know? Ah, whoever's going to be paying me. That's what. Um, my name is Raxon. (laughs) Raxon (laughs) Flown. Deception check. Raxon Flown. Well, it was good to see you alive anyway, Raxon Flown. And she taps you on the side of her head with her baseball bat and then moves back as if she's about to swing it and knock your head off. Uh, And then she vanishes in a puff of air. Wow, she's really something. Yeah. Hell of a closer, though. Hell of a closer. Hell of a closer.